0: Hi, good morning everyone welcome to this morning's unwrapped show I'm your news anchor and host Kennedy Lucas I truly hope that everyone enjoyed the last show that we've done right here at our studios we have another great exciting show for you guys uh, I know I have to sit on the script here but I gotta say for KLP entertainment news check out our latest film faster it is our latest film Grant Apollo shout out to him He's been doing really, really well promoting the movie and filming the movie, obviously, over the past couple of months. So Faster is now available right now on Prime Video. I am very, very humbled and thankful to not only be the co-director and producer of that film, but to also act in that film. So again, it's available right now on Prime Video. Now, on to our headline news of today, this morning's Unwrapped show. I have to get into it. Now, the latest topic of conversation that has happened was happening over at Howard University. Now, I'm not sure if you all have seen the news as of late, but a brawl slash melee has broken out at the Grand University an HBCU at that Howard University. I wanted to talk about it on our show, but I get really upset about this kind of thing because... I, like most of everybody knows here in the studio, I do work in institution. I do work uh, at an institution where I value security. I value safety of students. And seeing stories like this really makes me kind of angry, but it just makes me kind of sad because now you're having students wanting to come to college and to expand their education. And now they're, they're feared that they can't come to college and be safe at college anymore because of violence and immediately violence. Uh, one person was arrested. Apparently one person had a gun at hand on campus and the chief of police, the president of the university has fired a contracted officer and a lieutenant. Um, they have been relieved of their duty. And I, I, this is my honest review. My honest opinion on our morning show is good. I say that, I I hate to say that because I know people, I hate to have, see people lose their jobs, right? It's tough. The environment's tough. The world is tough right now. But I gotta say good to those officers that was relieved of their duties because they didn't have the lack of responsibility within their role and their title causing this, this episode to happen. Now, I get upset about this kind of thing, like I mentioned, because I do work in university. I I value the safety of not only our students, but our faculty members. So to see another uh, college, and HBCU at that, have the lack of protectiveness for the students, now they might, students might have another recant. Uh, Students might say, okay, well, why did I come to this school? Because it seems to be unsafe. My safety is number one. I'm not wanting to go to college and To be very very scared to go to college because i know i might get killed or i might get hurt or something might happen on the university that it might be an episodic episode so the question is why i I do i asked that to howard university now i didn't go to howard but i asked that to the campus and 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 the office of security or whatever that department's called because we have it here at our institution department of safety and security for students why why did you have the lack of protectiveness when it comes to these students now these students are probably terrified to attend this college now simply because y'all's department didn't really match up to the expectations of keeping the students safe students let me tell you guys, and I and I speak to everybody who works in an institution that knows about an institution and knows and cares about working in an institution, that is important to have that certain security and safe privacy when it comes to our students, like it or not, students gives us paid. Right? Think about it. Students go out there, they spend either you taking financial aid, or you're paying full out for your college education, you're paying for the service. And to find out that this service is, you pay for the service, and now you you pay a department for your safety and your security, and then this stuff happens. Now, I understand that lately, you know, with the Alabama brawl and, and, and brawls all over here in Atlanta, you know, I understand that people will have craziness happens, and people will go out and start fights and riots and still, because, like I say, it's tough out here. You ever notice that people when they go out and steal, you really wonder why they're going out to steal certain items. Right? I saw it on Instagram. Lately it was a I want to say it was a mall. Some a group of people stole worth of a hundred thousand dollars of merchandising. They they're doing in this and I don't encourage stealing on our show, but people are stealing on stores and, and even because it's t- it's tough times right now. Right. A lot of people can't see. A lot of people can't pay their uh, can't pay their rent. A lot of people can't pay their bills right now. Either they've been let go due to COVID or jobs are not hiring. Right. So when you have an institution where the institution is there and we're paying, not we, but students are paying Howard t- uh, tuition dollars for their security. And now this is happening right somebody there was some theft having on this story that some people lost I think it was a person that lost their iPhone and their Jordans do you know how much money that cost that cost a lot of money guys iPhone and they and you went to Howard so you probably got the newest iPhone right maybe the iPhone 14 Jordans are very very expensive to come by right Jordans come out And they're coming out and they're having the newest edition. You're paying upwards of $300, $400 for those pairs of shoes. Now, who pays that much for shoes? I don't know. I don't pay that much for shoes. But people have expensive stuff in college. I've seen it at my institution. Students come up with some really expensive stuff, right? And then when they lose their stuff, they come to us and say, hey, have you seen this? And I'm like, well, why did you leave something so expensive? Right. One time I had a student. She drived a brand new brand spanking new BMW. Parents probably bought it for it, but brand new BMW. And those brand new BMWs have a key fob, right? I have a car that and not bragging. It's a push button start. So I have a key fob. Those things are so expensive to replace if you lose it. That's why when you get your new car, you get a two you get two sets. But if you have that one and you lose that one key fob, that's very, 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 very expensive to get for your car if you lose it. So she ended up losing it. And then she's like, hey, have you found a key fob? Luckily, I did. And I told her, hey, with this, you got to be expensive. You got to be responsible because this is expensive, (laughs) very, very expensive to get replaced. So I can only imagine somebody coming up and stealing my phone, stealing uh, my, my Jordans, right? Because campus security can't even do their jobs right. Sorry, Howard. I got to put you on blast here. When it comes down to students and safety, and security, you guys messed up on this because now you might have a student or a couple of students that may not feel comfortable about going to this university because they're going to fear for their life that another melee is going to break out, another fight's going to break out. Right now, the story does say that it wasn't um, Howard students to have this incident happen. Sources are telling me that it was people outside the college, right? People that's just wandering up on college, and they're just starting this, this attack. I don't know. Maybe it was a group of people. Uh, this is an HBCU, so maybe there's some hate in there. I don't know the full story on that, but their sources are telling me that random people are just coming up to this college and starting riots. Why? Why do campus security not catch this, right? Every university we're working there, every university is working on making sure that random people are not coming on college campuses because they feel like it, right? You can come on the college campus if you are a parent of this student, or if you are a student and you have a card access to some of the buildings. But if you are just stumbling on college campus and, and campus security is not catching you on it, that's a problem. That's a huge, 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 huge problem. So, uh, Howard University, I I hope that this gets fixed. Um, this is very, very scary. I think this is a lesson to a lot of institutions out there that uh, that that sees that sees the stories, and now they're 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 revamping their plan. Right? I'm pretty sure my institution say, okay, you hear what happened to Howard? Okay, let's do let's make sure this doesn't happen at this institution. Right? Because there's investors, there's there's trustees, there's students, there's parents, right? You got to cater to that that set of market, that set of audiences there. Um, I really do hope Howard has that that part together. That's a very scary, 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 scary thing. Moving on to next news here on The Morning Unwrap. Again, I'm your host, uh, Kennedy Lucas. If you're just now joining us, thank you, guys. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching the video version of this Um, on YouTube, that is. So next story here, UPS. Of course, UPS has been on the news as of late. Uh, I am very... I'm very humbled for the UPS uh, workers, simply because I did, back in the day, I've done delivery. I did delivery for Amazon, and it was a hard job. It was a very, very hard job. It was a lot of precious hours that they're needed, and you're in the heat. I can only fend for people. Uh, I, I pray for the people in delivery right now because it's been one of the hottest summers here in Atlanta. So I, I feel for them. So UPS has been in the news lately. Uh, and a lot of people have been doing a lot of trends for it, that UPS will be getting approximately over a $100,000 uh, annually within their salary. Um, I did say, and sources did tell me that this was only valid for five years. So if you think about the five years, the taxes that come out of that, you might only be seeing 85000 uh if you are a UPS driver. Um, I, I wanted to give my take on that because a lot of people on social media have been saying that this is not enough right that this is not enough for for us i think 85000 is a great 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 salary range if you don't have any major responsibilities i think i mentioned this on podcasting before that 85000 if you don't have and this is you know but if you don't have major responsibilities i'm saying a mortgage or i'm saying kids or or a whole family. Then maybe if you're just single and you make an $85,000 a year, that's really good. I'm not understanding why people are not understanding that that's not enough. Um yes, you would want the $100,000 uh per year from UPS, but if you only make an 85,000 and you're single, you're rich. In my opinion, in my eyes, I know I I know a lot of people, people here in the studio. A lot of people have different takes on that, but I honestly got to say that I think eighty five thousand is gonna cut it for if you're single right now. Ta- now. A lot of people and some people, most people are smart about this. You know, when you make more money, more taxes come out. That's just the the the, the harsh reality of it. Is when you make more money, more taxes come out, but I, I do feel for the UPS drivers. I think UPS, Amazon, and FedEx even, they should make sure that they get their, their pay bump because it's, it's, I tell you, working for Amazon is a very taxing job. It's hard. It's your people ordering some heaviness, some heavy, heavy items. I remember and when I did Amazon, this was in 2020, COVID year, uh, everybody's ordering diapers and, and dog food and food even like heavy, heavy, heavy items that people are ordering because Amazon and Amazon stock probably went up in 2020 because no one was going to the actual grocery store because of COVID. Everybody was saying, okay, I'm just going to order it. I'm going to stay quarantined and I'm going to order this and it's going to get delivered. Right? So that's where a lot of people have it to where Amazon's a hard job. I have friends that I've worked in Amazon in 2020 that they're still working at Amazon. Luckily, I got out of that because it's 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 too much for me. But it's a very taxing job, so I'm very very glad that um, that you know UPS will be having an, an a, kind of an, up, an increase when it comes down to um, workers, delivery drivers. I think delivery drivers are the hardest working people, but they don't. Get paid a whole lot. Now there's going to be some riots because teachers don't get paid that much. So teachers are saying, "Okay, I've i not to heart, but I've got an uh, education in teaching, and I'm teaching students, and I don't even get paid hundred thousand dollars a year, unless you're or a dean or a professor. But I'm saying associate professors to grade school teachers, they don't get paid that much, and why are they not getting it?" So it's kind of a, it's a weird world we live in that teachers don't get paid as much, but UPS drivers, delivery drivers that, not not harping on my delivery drivers, but you don't need a PhD to deliver something, right? So they're getting the most money. So it's, it's a weird world we live in. Um, I, I feel for my UPS drivers. It's it's a hard job. It's a very, very hard job. It's hot. You're tired. You're exhausted. Your, your body takes a toll. I remember me working at Amazon. I did it for a year. My body took a toll on it. It it broke down a little bit because it was a very, very taxing and hard job to do. So, coming up next here on the morning unwrap, of course, we have Mr. James Myers to give us our latest in sports news. James?
1: So, the Jets signed Dalvin Cook, one year deal. Dalvin is four straight Pro Bowl seasons, still very, very good. But what's interesting is the Patriots signed Ezekiel Elliott, not as good, cheaper, and uh, he's a declining player since his rookie year. So my two big takeaways on those moves. Number one, Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut, not just because he's a nice guy. He wanted something in return. He wanted another playmaker. So now he's got Garrett Wilson, he wanted Alan Lazard, he's got Corey Davis, uh, Brees Hall off an injury, Dalvin Cook a pro bowler. So it's not that, you know, Aaron wasn't being a little altruistic, but dude wanted a playmaker and that's what Dalvin Cook is. I would argue he's in the latter years of his prime, but it still feels like he's in his prime to me. I really like him and he can pass block, catch, run, three down back, great player. My second takeaway is the Patriots could have had Dalvin Cook. Instead, it was about value. It's always about value for Belichick. Nice stuff costs money. Remember that TV show Extreme Couponing years ago? And you'd watch these people come into a grocery store, and it's like, oh, my God, they got a $1,000 worth of groceries for $0.07. Cents. Cool. 18 jars of mustard. And then by the end of the show, your takeaway was... These people are weirdos. Yeah, they are. And Belichick's becoming one. Nice stuff costs money. Zach's cheaper for a Zeke is cheaper for a reason. The Patriots are 29th in the NFL in offensive spending. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker. You get what you pay for. The Patriots' wide receiving room is $24 million. Tyreek Hill is 30 by himself. There's a reason. He separates, gets open, and beats people over the top. You get what you pay for. In 2023, highly skilled offensive pieces, tight ends, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. They cost money. Somebody's going to have to pay for Jonathan Taylor. Maybe it's the Colts. He's not coming on the cheap. Either is Josh Jacobs. Oh, by the way, injury-riddled OBJ. He costs 15 million bucks to the Ravens. He's a good player when he's healthy. People cost money. The Jets pay 8.6 million. The Patriots pay 6. million, uh, six point million. So again, the Jets pay 8.6 million for Dalvin Cook. The Patriots pay about 6 million for Zeke. Bill use coupons. And what the Jets instead get is a player at the end of his prime, three down back, can do it all, still explosive give him a crease and it allows Brees Hall to come back more slowly. They've added a game to the schedule. Nothing wrong with having two running backs. Seattle drafted another running back high and they had a great rookie running back last year. Very few Derrick Henrys. Give each back 125-150 carries. Nobody gets 250. The Jets paid a little more and got a lot more and the Patriots continue to seek value and bring coupons on offensive pieces. This is not 1998. Brady's gone. Your quarterback's not as good. He doesn't have the ability at this point to elevate players, so you have to go get great players around him. You know, I'm watching these teams that have these star quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and I'm watching their coaches continue to furnish better quarterbacks with more good pieces. Meanwhile, Mac Jones, there's limitations, there's a ceiling, and they keep going on the cheap. It's almost as if Bill doesn't want to give him elite toys because he wants to control him. That's what it feels like to me. All right, saw this Peter King in his Monday morning quarterback column, Monday morning football column. Talked about Jordan Love. And Peter King says, and I believe it's correct, that uh, Jordan Love will have a shakier first season starting for the Packers than Brett Favre did. And Brett Favre went 8-5 and five with an 85 quarterback rating. Or Aaron Rodgers, who went 6-10. and 10, With a 93 quarterback rating and those numbers are very deceiving and i'll get to that in a second so i think you should have much higher expectations for jordan love for two reasons number one it's a much more quarterback friendly league you can't touch the quarterback you can't grab a wide receiver everybody wants to go over the middle this league in the nfl is now built for quarterbacks every rule now leans offense the second thing is any quarterback drafted in the last decade quarterback now is an industry uh, the tutoring, the private coaching, the video's better, the coaching's smarter, there's more camps, there's more reps. Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre did not live generationally in that space. So Brett Favre's, so when you got to be careful when you comps here. So Brett Favre's rookie season in Green Bay was 30 years ago. Offense doesn't even look the same today. 30 years ago was so long ago, the Cowboys used to win Super Bowls then. The Oilers were a franchise. So technology politics and football thrive on innovation and just to give you an example in 1992 that's brett Favre's first year there was one quarterback in the league one with a quarterback rating a passer rating over 100 this year there were six in 1992 brett Favre's first season get a load of this there was one quarterback with a passer rating over 90 beyond the 100 passer rating there were 18 this year (laughs) <laughs> so it's a total, back this year, you had like 24 elite quarterbacks. Back then you had like two or three. So tech football and politics are all about fluidity, the opposite of rigidity, and they're about change. I mean, 30 years ago, we didn't have emails yet. Uh, we were all listening to CDs and in politics, gay marriage and, uh, uh marijuana were not close to universal acceptance. So the world changes. But if you really go back to Aaron Rodgers' first year and Brett Favre's first year as starters. Let's contextualize it, because when Peter King puts those numbers out there, it looks like it was choppy. Oh, it wasn't very good. But remember, it was a defensive league. You could grab wide receivers. Nobody wanted to go over the middle. You could grab and jam a quarterback into the turf off at AstroTurf for Favre. So let's go back. The first season for Aaron Rodgers and the first season for Brett Favre as starters. So Favre didn't even start the first month, and he ended up, This is his first year starting for Green Bay. Ninth in passing yards, eighth in passing touchdowns, and sixth in passer rating. He was already a top-ten quarterback in the league as a rookie who didn't start his first four games. Aaron, first year starting, fourth in passing yards, fourth in passing touchdowns, sixth in passer rating. He was already arguably a top-five quarterback. Jordan Love appears to be at this point, we think, the fourth, fourth most talented quarterback in his division, in the AFC, he wouldn't be top 10. So yeah, yeah, you gotta be very careful about, well, I mean, Jordan Love looks like, no, no, no. Favre and Aaron Rodgers gave you glimpses on a weekly basis of greatness. Now, they weren't as consistent. Brett to the end would throw bad picks. Aaron early was a little mechanical, he's gotten to be much more loose and fluid over the years, his throwing motion, much more comfortable in the pocket, of course, the problem with Jordan Love is, we're getting no glimpses of greatness, one, and number two, Rodgers and Favre were getting aggressive coaching and their coaches were allowing them to make mistakes. Favre and Rodgers made a lot of mistakes. Packers are telling you they don't have that confidence in Jordan Love. Everything is safe. Everything is babysitting. So uh, it's a whole different world. You cannot even compare Aaron and Favre. Quarterback now, it's a really quarterback-friendly league. Like when you see Trey Lance struggle with Kyle Shanahan in today's game, Zach Wilson last year struggling in today's game, you can't struggle that much. Herbert didn't struggle with an atrocious offensive line. Burrow didn't struggle with an atrocious offensive line. Trevor Lawrence by year two wins playoff games in Jacksonville. Quarterback's hard. It's not that hard. And so, um, you know, my takeaway on that is we'd see something by now. We, we'd have glimpses of greatness and we'd have more aggressive coaching by Green Bay. And, uh, I think it's a trust factor. They see it at practice. They don't see greatness. They don't see juice. They don't see wow. And they're protecting him, which is fine. But Justin Field appears to be now got a little momentum. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl, and Kirk Cousins say what you want about Kirk Cousins. He's Dak without the brand. He's a very BB plus quarterback.
0: Thanks, James. Guys, check out Sports Talk. Of course, James Myers, Christina Collin, and Tyrus uh, Lester. Of course, Sports Talk on our major networks, KLP Entertainment. Wherever you get your podcast from, you guys can tune in for that as well. Now, coming up next, we do have Addison Hayden. Of course, Addison Hayden is back in the studio to give us more business news. Addison, take it away.
2: Report on anti-gay slur could put local news site out of business. When a north central Wisconsin news site reported that a businessman had uttered a homophobic slur, he sued, claiming defamation. The legal bills are piling up. The county board meeting in Warsaw, Wisconsin, on August 12, 2021, got contentious fast. Nobody disputes that. But what happened about 12 minutes in, as members of the north-central Wisconsin community squabbled over a resolution intended to promote diversity and inclusion, has become the subject of a bitter legal fight that threatens to bankrupt one of the few remaining sources of local news in the area. First Amendment experts say the case highlights a troubling trend of wealthy and powerful people using defamation law as retribution. Acting on a tip from a reader, the Warsaw Pilot and Review reported that during the meeting, the owner of a shredding and recycling company, Koi Tomchik, called a 13-year-old boy a fag. Mr. Tomchik, who is now a Republican state senator, denied using the slur and demanded a retraction. When the pilot and review stood by its article, Mr. Tomchik sued. Three additional people who attended the meeting later gave sworn statements that they had heard Mr. Tomchik used the word. And during a deposition, he admitted having said it on other occasions. In late April 2023, a judge dismissed the lawsuit, ruling that Mr. Tomchik had not met the legal standard for proving that the report defamed him. But that was not the end of the matter for the small and financially pinched Pilot and Review, a non-profit that has already racked up close to $150,000 in legal bills from the case. Mr. Tomchik has filed an appeal. And the publication's founder and editor, Shireen Seawitt, said she has no idea how she can continue paying both her lawyers and her staff of four. Every time I open the mail, said Ms. See what? describing how she dreads finding a new bill, I want to throw up. Those dollars could be going to pay reporters for boots-on-the-ground coverage, not paying legal fees for a lawsuit that appears designed to crush us, she added. As politicians have grown more comfortable condemning media outlets they view as hostile, banning reporters from covering events, attacking them on social media, accusing them of being an enemy of the people some public officials have started using the legal system as a way of hitting back. Former President Donald J. Trump has filed numerous unsuccessful defamation lawsuits against news organizations. Late last month the federal judge threw out his latest, a $475 million suit against CNN. Other prominent Republicans have followed his lead, including Devin Nunes, the former Republican congressman Mr. Trump hired to run his social media network, Truth Social. Mr. Nunez has sued several outlets, including The Washington Post and CNN, for publishing stories that were unfavorable to him. In Mississippi, former Governor Phil Bryant is suing a news organization over its Pulitzer Prize-winning coverage that exposed how he misspent state welfare money to build a volleyball stadium. The Wisconsin case, First Amendment experts warned, shows how a single defamation suit can become a cudgel against the media in a way the law never intended. For small local news organizations, many of which are barely getting by financially, the suits threaten to put them out of business. That is the case with the pilot and review, even though there is scant evidence that it reported anything false, let alone that it did so with actual malice the long-established burden of proof that public officials like Mr. Tomchick must meet in a defamation case. It would be an affront to freedom of speech and press to allow Mr. Tomchick to continue to impose expense and time on the Warsaw pilot, said Rodney Smoller, president of the Vermont Law School, who has represented several prominent plaintiffs in defamation suits against the media. This case, he added, is not a he-said-she-said matter but a three-said and more. Through his lawyer, Mr. Tomchik declined to comment on the case. The lawyer, Matthew M. Fernholz, said his client was categorically denying that he used the word or any derivative of it during the meeting. The pilot and review started in 2017 by Ms. Sewitt, a former journalist for the Gannett newspaper chain, covers the ups and downs of life in its corner of Wisconsin, ice fishing and high school basketball but also more serious fare. It quickly established itself as a respectable, enterprising source of news as others were cutting back.
0: Thank you, Addison. Of course, SNN, new logo, by the way. You guys checked out the new logo yet? Go check it out. Check out yesterday's episode. It was amazing getting the anchors here in the studio. Now, before we wrap up on this morning's Unwrap, of course, I'm your news anchor, Kennedy Lucas, for the show. I want to talk about the latest news that came out from Activision. So by the time you're seeing the show, I might be a little late for this, but of course, Activision has announced Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 to come out November 10th. Uh, It's a lot of games coming out this year. I'm very, very excited for it. But Call of Duty... Modern Warfare 3. I'm a Call of Duty guy. I hope that this one lives up to the expectations. Solely because it's around the time where they, they announced the game and they start doing promo for it. Uh, but a lot of people on social media have been saying and have been a very upset making that this game will be $70. Now, I do say to a lot of people out there, we are in this current generation, whether the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox, that all games are going to be $70. It's coming, whether we like it or not, newer games are going to be $70. So as we go on to it, the expectation is high. I've said this multiple times in the KLP Aftermath podcast, but when games are that expensive, us gamers, I know a lot of people hate that word, but a lot of us gamers have that expectation that the game has to be really, really good. It's, it has to make it, it, from IGN, from Metacritic to Game Score, it has to have at least a Lisa B for us to want to pick up the, a $70 price tag. Now, if a game comes out and the game is marketed at $70, but it receives a five, let's just say from IGN, of course, for me personally, that's not going to be a good buy. Because if the game's not good, I'm not going to spend almost $100 for a video game, right? So Activision, uh, they have to make sure that this game is number one, right? Now, it's very, very surprising due to the Activision-Microsoft deal that the open beta for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 will be on PlayStation first. So that's quite interesting how how the way they're twisting that. But I would hope that this game... It's good now it's a continuation sources are telling me that it's a continuation from modern warfare 2. i played both of the modern warfare's i loved both of them i didn't like the one mission in Modern warfare 2 the alone mission where you're all alone you're trying to survive i hated that mission that mission was hard to me but i'm very very excited for this one because i i do hope i want to know what's next the continuation of this game i do hope that we get a lot of story missions Um, I don't want to say that both have been short, but they haven't been as long as the older Call of Duty games have been. So I really, what I want to see from this is a longer campaign is what I like to see. Um, I like to see, you know, and Modern Warfare 2 did have the 60 frames per second. It did have great, it had amazing graphics. It really did. But I want them to go even further with it, right? For us to buy, again, it's $70. So I want us to go a little bit further when it comes down to this game. I really think that they can do it. Um, the the anticipation is high, and the reason why I say that because you have so many games coming out starting next month. I mean, you have Mortal uh, Mortal Kombat One to come out in September. You've got Spider Man in October. You've got two Mario games in October, and then now November is their 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 slate. There. Oh, and Starfield is coming out next month as well. So anticipation is high. It really is high. And a lot of these games are gunning for game of the year that's coming up in December. So rest assured we're going to be covering that here on this show. But anticipations are high for video games. They are. Will Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, will that one live up to the expectations? I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on on threads. I've seen it on Instagram. A lot of people some people are excited for this announcement but a lot of people are not really that keen on this announcement seeing that the game is seventy dollars and some may say it's kind of a continuation of the second game right so some are saying that it may not have newer elements that we've never seen before in a call of duty game they're going to just probably rinse and repeat and say okay rinse and repeat seventy dollars thank you that's what most people are saying I i hope that this is not the case when it comes down to this game, but it's one of those things that it does happen. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, excitement's all around, but will it live up to the height? Comment below if you think it's going to live up to the height or not. We'd like to hear from you guys as well. So that's going to wrap it up here the Morning Unwrapped Show. I've been your news anchor, host Kennedy Lucas. As always, if you're watching the video version of this show, thank you. Hit that like, comment, and subscribe button. Subscribe to our channel so that way you don't miss our next content. And if you're listening to the audio version of this show, wherever you get your major audio platforms from, thank you. Whether it's iHeart, Spotify, Apple, we appreciate it. Share it with your friends letting you guys know that we have been live. One more thing, T. I know you saying wrap it up. One more thing, guys, check out Faster, of course, my buddy Grant Apollo's first feature film, Apollo Films and Kennedy Lucas Films, come together for an epic new show, uh, movie, Faster, available right now, streaming right now on Amazon Prime Video. That's going to wrap it up. This morning's unwrap. I'm your host, Kennedy Lucas. Good morning, Atlanta.